Welcome to week five or six. I don't remember what episode number we're on now. I think it's number six of Pit Pass NASCAR. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here, and that is the worst intro in the history of podcasting. So I know Frenchie has a NASCAR trivia question. We're going to get to some news. The clashes this weekend. We're not going to worry about making predictions because I think that's pretty much impossible to make predictions on given our current state. I'm quite sick at the moment and i feel like i just want to go to sleep so let's get this done all right so in the spirit of honoring roger penske who team just won the daytona 24 this past weekend in their porsche my question for you is in what year did roger penske win his first race as a nascar team owner and i'll give you the driver if that might help probably not but let's go for it I think it will help the time period. It was Mark Donahue. 77. Pretty close. He actually won. The first race was at the Winston Western 500 at Riverside in 1973 with Mark Donahue. So you were right. I got the right decade. That's pretty good for me. Yeah. So as we we continue to delve further into NASCAR, we're going to get these trivia questions going because i want to yeah. learn these things oh I, I think i knew that one but i want to test you as well we gotta yeah. buff up on our knowledge okay. so frenchy is going to be leading the news today given my current state of exhaustion and headache so frenchy i will let you lead the news we'll go back and forth and everybody have fun watching the class this weekend in case i forget to say that at the end we can also get to the times at the end, just the broadcast times, like we usually do on the F1 oh. podcast oh. or the IndyCar podcast. So why don't we hold that tradition over and tell everybody when they can watch everything? We'll do that at the end. All right. All right. So first piece of news I have for everybody is, unfortunately, Jensen Button will not be able to participate in this year's Chicago street race because he's essentially too busy to take up an offer from his sponsor mobile uh, to do that. He, I guess is going to think be involved with the British Grand Prix. He's got some responsibility there. Okay. Because it Williams team advisor, or maybe it's some kind of TV. Sure. He's with sky sports and whatever else he does on F1 TV stuff. So he would, I think, love to do it, it sounds like, because clearly he wants to be back in the race cars. We just saw him at the Daytona 24, but unfortunately, we're not going to get to see him. Maybe he'll do another race at some point later in the year. That is that is to be seen, but he's going to miss Chicago. That's a bummer. I don't have much to add other than it's a bummer. I get it, but it's a bummer. Did you know that he makes alcohol? He has an alcohol brand. We should, Does he? What is it? Yeah, we should do like a taste test of all the racing. I think we've discussed doing that before. Yeah. All the racing alcohol brands at some point. He has, I think it's a, like a scotch. You know what we should do? Because if we do like a taste test episode, we're going to end up dead. Yeah, we true. should. We should do like one per episode or something like that like a sip along with us this week you know this week we're drinking you know dale jr's alcoholic mountain dew i know that's not dale jr's oh i had dale earnhardt wine at one point it was 
I think it was, I need to look up where that came from. If it was like Hendrick Vineyards or something like that. It was sure. not particularly good, but I bought it because I saw the three on it and I just had to. It was like maybe 12, 13 bucks. He has something called Coach Built Whiskey, Jensen Button. So, so oh, okay. it's, I don't know. It looks, it looks cool. The bottle is uh, something that I would not really walk by in the store. I would pick, have to pick that up. Sure. The logo's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Anyway, next piece of news is that Brody Kostecki, the Australian Supercars champ, is parting ways with his current team. In Australia. And, it, correct. Yeah. And that likely means, I would think, that he will probably make his way over to the U.S. on a more full-time basis than we had initially inspe- expected. What do you think about that? That's that's my guess. I... Listen, if it's a purely a guest, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm hesitant to go there just yet. But because, you know, he was like, ah, I don't think I want to do full-time NASCAR or anything. I wanted to be in supercars. Obviously, now that's changing. So is it fair to speculate? Yes. What you are? Yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But I, I don't know. I'm going to say he's going to do... Like, uh, he's going to do more races, but I don't think he'll be full time. I know that's not necessarily what you said, but that's what I'm going to, that's, that's my, that's my educated guess. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't expect him to necessarily be able to transition whatever the deal is that he has to a completely full time, but maybe he can kind of do more races just to get more seat time and prepare himself for the future. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. That's also what I hope happens because I love seeing these supercars guys come over here and do extremely well. It's pretty impressive. I agree, right. man. Next piece of news that we've got is apparently, and we hear this all the time on the IndyCar side of things, but somehow <laughs> with NASCAR <laughs> saying it, I, I find it more credible. Um, they are apparently closer than ever to an international cup race. So Chad Siegler, who is the vice president and chief international officer at NASCAR said for years, we said, we want to go outside the U S and race. And you've seen us move from the messaging of it's not a matter of if, but a matter of when I would tell you that we're leaning even closer to, yes, we are going now. I feel confident we're going to be there sooner than later. So I'm not sure where that would be. I've seen in several of the sources that I've read, just doing some research on that possibility. I mean, you could always think of countries where they have kind of a national stock car racing series already, whether it's sponsored by NASCAR or not. So Mexico, Canada are easy options. Brazil, perhaps with the, you know, stuff like that is what I would guess. But hey, I'd love to see it. With the way that everyone was so excited about the Garage 56 car at Le Mans, I mean, that's something I think that international audiences love to see the stereotypical American V8. Like this is the representation of what most people probably when they think of American motorsports, that's what pops up in your head if you don't live here. So I, you know, I think they definitely pay money to go see that. I'm always hesitant to get excited about these things for obvious reasons, considering how many sport, you know, IndyCar has you know, said for many years, we want to go here, we want to go there. So I think I'm like a little bit jaded to it, but I, I'd be excited by it. I think it would be cool, especially if it's a points race. You know how my feeling on non-points races are. So if it's a points race and it's 
somewhere unique. I don't, you know, I don't have anything particular in mind, but yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get the cup cars to spa. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be so cool. Well, I mean, NASCAR, I think I want to say, if I remember correctly, had some non points exhibition runs in Japan in the late nineties. And okay. then they also ran in Australia, I think in 1988. So that was the last time we really saw anything until Le Mans last year. Yeah. But to me, that's a stepping stone on the way to getting your product in front of an international audience. Yeah. I mean, it's not wrong. It's a good move. They can capitalize on the combination of this Netflix stuff, you know, a new season about the star and an international race potentially coming is, is an exciting time for sure. It's super cool. Yes, and we also, I think, talked about this off-air, and I want to get it on the air because it's something we should do. The NASCAR Netflix series comes yeah. out today as we're recording this Tuesday. Yep. I think before next week's episode, we should both watch the first one, at least, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. I plan to watch it uh, either Thursday or Friday. Do you know if they're releasing it in batches or if it's, it's, like it's all it's all up? it's all out there? Yeah. Uh, OK, so I probably won't maybe move faster. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch all five, uh, you know, before next week. Depends, uh, honestly, like yeah, me neither. Uh, I need like a, a good at least one more good night of sleep to start to feel better, because right now I'm legitimately consider recording with my eyes closed to help my headache. So, you know, I don't know how much I'll get through before the weekend, but. I think I can definitely get through one, maybe two. Okay, but we'll figure that we'll out. See. Yeah. But the listener should expect at least some kind of a in-depth review, almost like homework that we have for next week. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. I'm so sorry. My energy level is going to be quite low for the rest of the news. I wonder if you can make people yawn by them just hearing it through their AirPods <laughs> or headphones. Dri Hopefully you're not driving while I'm yawning. If you are, I'm very sorry. But you, you gotta... Hey, no more yawning in our podcast, because I don't want people to get bored. I'm trying, man. I All right. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's okay. get to the topic. I think it's maybe one or two more pieces of news before we wrap things up. It's a pretty short episode, I guess, this week. Yeah. We're not doing predictions for the clash because, like you said, it doesn't make sense. We're going to keep it short. I I have been diagnosed with a somewhat, actually, relatively uncommon sickness called labyrinthitis, labyrinthitis, which essentially affects your inner ear fluids and makes you dizzy, but also inflames your sinuses and your ears. So I have a headache. So, like, Leave it to me to have some rare illness while while not feeling well while trying to record this. So I'm trying to gut it through, but we purposely kept the news light so I, we can put out an episode and keep going with our day. This episode will be titled The Clash is Here and Fans Are Here, and I'm super excited, and I'm sorry I feel like butthole. Do This is a curable condition, correct? Yeah, I mean, I should be, like, compared to yesterday, I feel significantly better. Like, yesterday, I was practically in tears because I just, like, had never felt this bad before. I get migraines all the time, you know, like you and I were saying earlier. But 
I knew this was something different. And finally, I, I took an Uber up to an urgent care yesterday afternoon and Oof, riding in an Uber while not feeling well. That sounds terrible. I know. I know. I was going to walk there, but I'd never been there before. I'm like, I don't know exactly where it is. And I was like, okay, they're going to tell me I have a sinus infection or I have the flu. I COVID tested myself like three times yesterday when I got home. So I knew it wasn't that. And I don't know. This doesn't feel like a cold or whatever. And they're like, the doctor comes in, looks at me for, first off, I sat there for two hours before the doctor came in, which is not his fault. It was very busy. But he then he was like, yeah, you have labyrinth, labyrinthitis. I'm like, what? Is that a thing? I feel like this is like some, that's like a board game that I'm about to play, not like a sickness. But it's yeah. less less than like 150,000 people a year get it. And it's, it's no doctors don't know like how people get it and it's not an infection it's a virus so not much i could have done about it but i for like five days before this weekend like maybe last wednesday ish or thursday i just had a lot of trouble sleeping then it was tuesday or wednesday couldn't sleep just wasn't feeling very energetic and then the weekend hit i was like wow i have really bad allergies and apparently then yesterday i could barely stand up so you know Life is swell, but let's talk about NASCAR. We got a couple more news things to get to. I'm super excited for the clash this weekend. I'm just gonna keep saying that because it it keeps keeps me awake right now. Okay. I'm super excited for the clash this weekend. So we also are going to see Josh Williams in a few cup raises, at least the clash and Atlanta have been announced so far. He's going to be driving in the colleague number 16. Uh, cup car in addition to his duties for the colleague Xfinity squad. So that'll be fun to see. Yeah. I, I would, I'm pretty sure he was the guy who parked his car after a penalty last year in the Xfinity race. Still one of the most oh, yeah. epic moments of 2023 for me racing or, you know, sports in general. So I'm all for seeing a little bit more of this guy this year. Obviously I don't know a ton about him at this time, but I'm, I'm intrigued enough to follow along. Seems like a good dude. Hopefully there's not some hidden past that I don't know about from him, but I'm excited by this. I think it's really cool. Yeah, me too. I think it'll be fun. The second to last piece of news I have is basically about just what NASCAR's plans are moving forward in terms of the audience they're trying to recruit and why they made this deal, at least partially, with Amazon as one of their broadcasting partners. So Steve Phelps um, in an interview recently said that he was trying to see NASCAR innovate. They are obviously releasing this Netflix series. That's some innovation. And they had the Chicago race last year, which apparently 80% of viewers or 80% of individuals who bought tickets had never been to a NASCAR race before. Um, And so his quote was, we're trying to keep things fresh and moving. So yes, true to the history of NASCAR and the DNA, but the new NASCAR is also doing things that are bold and innovative and things that haven't been done before, like the Chicago street race. I personally think that this is cool. I like seeing series willing to make risks or take risks, not make risks. Make risks (laughs) would probably be a bad thing. Take risks and move with the times. Like We know other series that refuse to do that. And just kind of expect that their fans will always be there. 
but you can't rest on your laurels. You have to continue moving and improving. And that was a cool rhyme too. But it was well done. It's just something that I like about this era of NASCAR. They are willing to try things. Some may work. I think most of them have worked so far. That's Did you freeze? Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. So just partnering with someone like Amazon, if people are going to be as resistant, actually, I have a little story real quick. My yeah. grandfather, I saw him on the day of one of the playoff games. He was he lived in Miami for a long time, so he's a Dolphins fan. So when the Dolphins were still in the NFL playoffs, he was really upset because he didn't have Peacock. He subscribes to Verizon for his internet and whatever, all that. And so he didn't have Peacock and was really angry that he couldn't watch the game. Granted, this is an 84-year-old man, or he'll be 84 this year, 83-year-old man, okay? I told him, here's my password for Peacock. Just log in and watch it. And he did, and he loved it. So what I'm trying to say is that anyone who refuses to watch NASCAR on Amazon Prime, you will be left behind. The series does not really care about you. And if you try it, I bet you'll actually like it because Amazon did really well with the NFL and I trust them to do an excellent job with this too. I think they are obviously one of the biggest companies in the world. They're not going to mess this up. They're they're going to do like they're only going to get more involved in sports as they move forward. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think this is a really good plan going forward. If you don't have Peacock, if you don't have Amazon Prime, pay the five bucks, borrow somebody's login, whatever. Yes. There's plenty of ways to get it done. Stop complaining. I mean, we there the the Peacock complaints already started with the Rolex 24 this weekend, which was really mm-hmm. fun to read. So, yeah, I don't have much to add. I think it's great innovation taking risks. While there are you know, fans to be had and fans to, you know, 
bring into the sport, sure, try try some Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, you know, the NFL broadcasts on Amazon are really well produced. Yeah, you know, the the first the first year of Amazon Prime was a little rough on on the NFL, but they got it down. I think you know the technology they could bring to the sport could also be really cool for viewing angles, camera styles, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe enhance the audio or or something. Yeah, who knows? But I think there's plenty of room for growth, and I appreciate the fact that they are, you know, willing to take the risk on something like this or a Chicago race or whatever you know, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, being able to take the risk. And, you know, not everyone is going to be great. Like the the dirt race at Bristol, I just never was a super fan of as much as I enjoy dirt racing. But, you know, they, they gave it a shot, gave it a shot for a couple of years. I think it could still come back one day, but. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Last piece of news I've got for you to react to is we saw today as we're recording this that. Apparently, F1 has applied for variations of the trademark Formula One Chicago Grand Prix and Grand Prix Chicago. So according to U.S. Patent Office records, so that could be some kind of a protective measure and that they're considering a Chicago race that they think they're going to have a Chicago race. F1 seems to be doing 10 year deals with any of these new tracks. We just saw Madrid come out and it's a 10 year deal. Vegas was the same way. So foreseeably that would have to yes i couldn't really coexist with nascar according to some of the people interviewed that i was reading there was a city council member that said it would have to be one or the other so what is going on here i also have heard that f1 is trying to do this in detroit so which means next they'll try in long beach and then they'll try in spa no spa is f1 then they'll try in Road America, <laughs> Road America, and then they're going to try a Daytona. It's Meadowlands. <laughs> listen, and you will talk about this more in depth on the open wheel side next week. But I mean, the the city council guy, whoever it was, is right. Think about it. It takes a number of weeks to get the track set up for either sport. So if you and I'm sure F1 needs 68 times the amount of stuff at the track versus nascar so you're thinking probably two-ish months in advance so you're going to say you're going to shut down a major city in chicago essentially at least for a quarter of the year just to set up for the race that's never going to happen it's a terrible idea a waste of money if they're trying to get these you know these not patents you know whatever for the trademarks trademarks thank you for the for the wording just to like screw with other racing series that's equally as dumb and even more infuriating and so i just i don't really get the purpose of it i'm also just tired of f1 and street races so yeah (laughs) that's a whole nother a whole nother issue but yeah i don't i don't get what the purpose of this is unless unless they're trying to say like hey we can race on the same weekend as nascar which i think will never happen I think F1 is far too greedy for that. F1 is oh, yeah. doing something with MotoGP apparently, but that's what? it's it's like a rumor. I think I saw it like earlier today, and I didn't even bother sending it to you because what like six people in the U.S. care about MotoGP. <laughs> well, Trackhouse just started a MotoGP team, though. Okay, seven people care about MotoGP. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, Listen, I've never gotten into it. 
Yeah, I've tried. It, I used to like it when I was younger, but it's just so hard to find on TV. Anyway, yeah, I agree with you. So we're, we'll keep an eye out for that because yeah. if, if F1 wants to get into some kind of a beef Missing with match. NASCAR, yeah. yeah, I don't know how well that will go. Yeah, it won't. Yeah. For either. I mean, these sure, are extremely sure. powerful organizations. It'll be an exhausting legal battle that you and I will hate within a month. But I'll blame F1 for it completely. 100%. 100%. It's not a NASCAR thing to do. Although, maybe they're threatened by this idea of an international race. I doubt it. I, I think if F1 is threatened by an international race in any other racing series, they can just look at the fact that we've accepted F1 in the U.S. at a couple tracks and you know other racing series aren't totally threatened by them. So F1 needs to get over themselves. Amen to that. Let's actually, tell everybody. I, oh, go ahead. Before you get there, I have a fun fact. Uh, this was on Twitter, I believe. But I, I looked at it when I was sitting at Urgent Care, so I didn't write down who wrote this. But this was comparing how many races, including travel and pit passes, you could go to for the price of one Super Bowl ticket in two weeks. Super Bowl ticket right now, average resale price is just over $10,000. So you could travel and go to 23 NASCAR races for the price of one single Super Bowl ticket. Love and it. yes, make sure to go to Twitter at Pit Pass NASCAR, Instagram at Pit Pass underscore NASCAR, follow pitpassmotorsports.com for everything. That's from our friends at Evergreen Podcast. That's who we're a part of. Follow us. You can find our socials on the Pit Pass NASCAR bios. And yeah, we're posting stuff on Twitter, livery releases and whatnot throughout the weekend. I'll try to post some stuff about the clash, depending on how I am feeling. Hopefully I'm better by the weekend because that would be real frustrating. And yeah, everybody enjoy the clash. Oh, did you want to do you have times handy for you before we sign off? Yeah, I was at least just going to tell everyone that the qualifying races on Sunday start at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and then the main event is at 8 p.m. And I'll probably probably miss Saturday, but I'll I'll be tuning in for Sunday. Saturday is a top secret. Is top Saturday is top secret date night. Top secret. Remember, I told you I was planning a surprise date night. You, we talked about. I was texting you about this. Yeah, for some reason, I thought that already happened, though. No, I told you it didn't happen yet. Oh, you don't right. listen to me. You don't listen to me. I'm going to act like... I <laughs> I do more than others. That could be taken many ways. <laughs> on, on that note, please enjoy the Clash this weekend. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Any other news? Hopefully, we'll have some interviews in the near future here. I owe a bunch of emails to go out. So, everybody, enjoy the weekend. <laughs>